we don't talk about long snappers. We talk about what the hell we like. Um, this is Adam. I have got some inferior, superior. I'm going to start this entire introduction again. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Long Snapper podcast, the UK-based NFL podcast that is nothing to do whatsoever with Long Snappers. That is, that has, that was the best intro I've done tonight. <laughs> um, Rich is here with me. How are you doing, Rich? Hello, sir. Oh, I'm, glad we got, I'm glad we got this far into it, at least. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm all right. Pat's here. How are you doing, Pat? I'm glad to be superior, inferior, and here. <laughs> Mark's here as well. How you doing, Mark? Hello, you. Yeah, he is. Um, you weren't here a week ago. We did our we did our little um between Christmas and New Year pod. That yeah, it was um it was my in laws, and I'm fairly safe in saying this because I, she definitely won't listen. Um, but it was traditionally <laughs> one of the most terrible days of the year. Um, <laughs> you have to go and spend your entire your entire one of your entire post Christmas holiday days hanging out with your wife's cousins and extended family and being bored to tears knowing there's nfl on and you can't watch it yeah i did a jigsaw that had three pieces missing while they watched emmerdale oh, instead oh. of watching the nfl one of the that most was... dreadful things that you have to cope with at christmas christmas you know in general not bad don't mind it at all quite like it especially when you've got younger kids but that extended family thing that gets tiresome really quickly i had a few moments of just envying people like some of you like Christmas Day, when there were those games on late on, and I'm sat, we're just sat around, glancing at my phone, and there's all these people tweeting about like Kansas City Chiefs shitting the bed on Christmas Day, and, and like family around me are falling asleep. They don't really care, but they care enough that I shouldn't be watching it. Ultimately, yeah. yeah. Having ruined Christmas Eve by being distracted watching my phone for a meaningless Titan Seahawks game, why should I ruin Christmas Day as well? Yeah. Yeah, but, it's really it's know. really inconsiderate that they've put games on on both Christmas Day and New Year's Eve. It's uh, <laughs> poor planning by the NFL. New Year's I Eve mean, is more frustrating. I yeah. I, whole, I wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> I watched everything I possibly wanted to on New Year's Eve. Sorry, I, if you have, if you have a social life, it was yeah, uh, it was inconvenient. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> sorry, I went sorry, to uni friends, so <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be rude to uh, have the NFL on over dinner. Yes, the most I was allowed on I New Year's Eve, yeah, the, <laughs> the most I was allowed to on New Year's Eve was to follow the end of the Bills game via like my score app. I wasn't allowed to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, I had I had ESPN running until the Niners were like a couple of scores up, and then I was like just checking it every half hour to yeah. make sure that we hadn't fucked it. Yeah, given what happens considering... to the Bills, it's probably for the best for your heart that you didn't watch. Yeah, exactly right. And considering Rich, we were in the uh, the long snap pod fantasy league final on uh on new year's yeah. eve it was also equally inconvenient and, yeah. congr- and congratulations to you for deservedly taking home the victory oh thanks mate it's nice Very that he gets to win something <laughs> yeah. yeah as it that... turns out having a uh, christian mccaffrey in your team is is something of an advantage is I, uh, I don't... not this week <laughs> not... No, and I was like as soon as that as soon as that happened I was kind of like I've got a chance and then standard <laughs> Kind of went Hill, off. Tyreek Hill versus good team did absolutely nothing. So oh, uh, I, I enjoyed uh, Connor going off against the oh, Eagles yeah, yeah. Right, and right bringing the them right well. back into. It. I didn't even know that the Eagles had lost that until late on. It was great. Uh, yeah. 
it's I've just at this moment realized that my head my headphones weren't plugged in so if the first three or four minutes of the pod have an echo <laughs> I do apologize um, but hopefully I've sorted that out do you apologize <laughs> I mean I don't mean it <laughs> classic if it did, we weren't getting it so you're all right I think <laughs> right on to matters more important a quiz obviously this is this is how the show rolls rich i mean this <gasps> can you hear the listeners jaws dropping We're yeah, that, go was, to... that wasn't any of us that was the collective sound of the country, <laughs> the, country. They, the country that's listening it might be on the news tonight the world mark the world yes, mark. we have, absolutely we have listeners in other countries uh, maybe at uh, least one <laughs> yeah, that one in Austria that you went on about ages for ages last week. It's a, we've got Jags United out in uh, out in Florida as well. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Woo! Yeah. And, Weird, and others, weirdly, others in think, America. Yeah, there seem to be a lot. I don't know who they are. It doesn't matter. They don't matter. <laughs> High American listeners that apparently don't matter. <laughs> yeah, Rich has a quiz now. I don't. I don't. I don't think you've ever done a quiz before. You've got a shitty memory. I, <laughs> Have you though? Yes, really. <laughs> I absolutely have at least one that was completely botched and made so, us angry. Which <laughs> was great. One botched. Quiz. We've all been there, <laughs> and several before that, just not for a little while. Several, several yes. are bold statements. <laughs> I could go back and find them, but we all know that I won't. <laughs> yeah, I, so I think I, I would have put the over under on maybe two at best. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, think I was more enthusiastic about them in the early days of me coming on the podcast. <laughs> Wanted to show some willing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was I'm not much better, so let's <laughs> I'll shut up. Yeah, but you're uh, better at competing in them. I should do more quizzes. Yeah, it would mask your inability to perform in them if you did more quizzes. Um, yeah. but here we are. So bring it on, Rich. What have you got? All right. So we are going with a classic format of higher or lower. Ooh. We're going to play it with all of you in at the same time. Ooh. We'll work our way through a set of stats, each person in turn. And if you make it all the way through, you'll get a point. If Ooh. you manage to be the last man standing with the other two out, you'll get three. Ooh. Ooh. I do have a tiebreaker round. Um, so just in case, just in case you all come out equals at the end of it, we've got four rounds of different, different fun stats. Um, Craig's not here, so I assume everyone's been paying attention. Yep, absolutely. We're going to go round in a circle because snaking would be completely nonsense in this. Uh, and Adam is in my top left corner, so he's going to start. Uh, and what we're going with is players who have been sacked and how many times they've been sacked across the course of this year. The, just to give you some context, Sam, Ka Sam Howell has been sacked the most times in 16 games. He's been sacked 61 times. Wow. Which has got to be painful at a certain point. Lots of for, anyone who, for anyone who watched quarterback, like getting sacked a few times looks brutal. Getting sacked 61 times in a season sounds awful. Kirk Cousins, teeth left. Kirk Cousins took a few hits in that show, didn't he, Clabby? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to start with a man who's somewhere in the middle of no sacks and 61. It's Brock Purdy with 28. And from Brock, we're going to go to CJ Stroud. So, Adam, fewer or more than uh, than 28 sacks for CJ Stroud? 
he's played most games. I think he maybe only missed one, one and a half. He's probably running for his life a little bit more than Brock Purdy. So I'm going to go higher. You are correct, sir. 31, uh, sorry, 36 sacks for CJ Stroud. All right. Uh, from you, it is Mark. And so we're going to go with Jordan Love. More or fewer sacks than 36. Um, I've said he's probably fairly similar. Uh, fewer. Correct. 29. Yes. Same as Brock. All right. Pat, you have a man who's played... You said Brock few- was 28. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's, okay. it's all One falling more. apart. Close, <laughs> all close of enough. It. It's close enough. <laughs> close to Brock. All right, Jordan Love, 29 sacks. So Tommy DeVito, somewhat fewer games played. Pat, Ooh. how many sacks? That's that Pat. feels like a trick question. That's mean. I think the Giants O line is so shit that he's taken more. In six That's games, mad, you That's are mad. correct. Wow. Yeah. Thirty-six sacks. Good God! All right, That's mental. Back to Adam. Uh, Dak six Prescott. Sacks, six sacks a game. <laughs> right. Wow. That's yeah. Oh, Dak. I mean, he's a bit better protected than some. I was just thinking, in amongst all this, I was wondering if you, Phil Rivers, if you, if you added. Will Levis and Brian Tannehill together? What that figure might be? Because I bet that's higher. Than, <laughs> I bet that's higher than Washington. Well, let's see how far we get through this. <laughs> All right, uh, Dak versus. Come on, let's go higher. You are correct. Went on Jeremy Paxman for a minute there. <laughs> All right, Mark, you oh. have got Mr. Russell Wilson. Ooh. He's high. I think he's one of the highest in the league. So yeah, I'll go. I'm going to say high. You're correct. Forty-five. All right, Pat. Handily and completely randomly, you have Pat, Mister Mahomes. He's got to be lower than that. You're correct. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Adam Tua. Oh, surely, surely more than Pat. Yeah, higher. Yes, but only by two. Twenty-nine. Ooh. All right, this... Mark, Josh Dobbs. This is going better than I thought. I thought I thought we'd be like three and out on this one. <laughs> Josh Dobbs than Tua. Yes. So again, has played a lot less games, but probably behind more debatable offensive lines. I will say love. He is higher by one. Oh, crosses two teams. He's, he has played twelve games, so it's not that many fewer. No, I suppose. Um, all right. You forget he played some for the Cardinals. <laughs> Seems a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, <It> does. <laughs> Pat Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I mean, he got injured, so it must be fewer. You are correct. All right, Adam Daniel Jones. I mean, he also got injured, but surely it's more than... He's, he must have taken more than Barrow. More, more, higher! <laughs> Correct, 30. All right, Gardner Minshew, Pat. Gardner Minshew. Higher. Correct, 33. Adam, Mac Jones. Higher still. 
Incorrect. 22. Oh. Pat takes the three points. Uh, and the answer to your earlier question, Will Levis has 28 and Ryan Tannehill has 30. Oh, oh it's, 58. It, it would have been close then. Not quite close. there, but close. Yeah. Oh. All right. Moving on. We are going to do passing yards. So total passing yards for the season. We're going to start with Mark, and we're going to start with Logan Cook, Jacksonville punter. <laughs> 30, 13 passing yards. Drake London, higher or lower than 13 passing yards from Logan Cook? Uh, Drake, uh, higher? Correct, 22. <laughs> wow. I feel like at some stage you're going to have to go much higher and that'll be a really easy one. It's <laughs> almost it. like I've removed all the quarterbacks from this portion of the quiz. Oh, that's <laughs> disappointing. I, I thought you might have gone from Drake London to um, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> No, not quite. <laughs> All right. Pat, Devontae Wicks. Dontavian Wicks? Dontavian Wicks. Yeah, I completely misread that. I was hoping no one noticed. I'm just checking I've not got a player I've never, literally never heard of before. I'm going to get fewer after stalling. Correct. 14. This Adam. feels this feels a lot more guessy than question one, doesn't it? Already. Very much so. There's not <laughs> a lot of education you can do with it. No. Jacoby Myers. Can think of I could think of one at least, um, one recent one com completion I should say more higher. No, twelve. Oh, is that all? Yeah, with the tone of voice like you should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel a right idiot. You don't memorize every trick playing the league this season. All right, Mark uh, Jalen Reeves, Maybin, Detroit linebacker. Correct, 31. Nine. I this week, I remembered punt. that one. Uh, Pat, Keenan Allen. Lower. Incorrect. 49, oh. unbelievably. I should have known he's got the guns, hasn't he? All right, Mark takes the three. Well Mark. <laughs> that one lasted about the amount of time I expected it to. Keenan Allen's thrown a touchdown, hasn't he? So What's, he how, why would you only get one point? Just uh, going back points. to the rules. No, the, 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 the scenario that you get one point. What's that? Oh, if everyone makes it through the gauntlet, whoever makes it through gets one point. So oh, you so get three points for knocking the other two out. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. So is there a finite number of people in this list? Yes. So one, one yeah, point yeah. just for happening, happening to about, the last question. It's about 15 question. to 20 on each one. I so, see. Just, so if you happen to be the last person to answer a question, you mean... No, so no. It's basically, so eeny, meeny, miny, moe. So both of the two remaining people get a point. Yes. The person who was knocked out gets nothing. And if everyone Come on, Craig, listen up. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, if all three of you make it through, you all get one point and nothing changes from the round. Oh, so point, pointless, <laughs> literally. Literally. All right, we're going to go on to rushing, rushing. And this is longest individual run by a player. Um, the longest from this list of quarterbacks was Justin Fields, who managed 39-yard rush. Just to give you some context for the rest, uh, we're going to start with Tyson Bagent, who had a longest rush of 20 yards. CJ Stroud, higher or lower than that, Pat? Give me Bagent again, sorry. Bagent was 20 yards. Stroud's done longer than that, I reckon. 
you're immediately out. 16 yards. Yes. <laughs> Adam, Sam Howell. Uh, I mean, my, my gut wants to go for lower, even though it's probably wrong, but I'm going to go with my gut. Lower, fewer, whatever word you want. Incorrect. There we go. Wins without answering a question. Well, well played, Surely mate. Surely he's got Thank to you. get one right. No, no, he doesn't. No, absolutely doesn't. No, you're out and I'm still in. That's a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last round, hopefully. I mean, if Pat wins it, it could go to the tiebreaker. Um, which will make Adam angry on multiple <laughs> fronts. Fumbles. All right, Josh Jobs has fumbled the most out of everyone, but I'm not going to give you the number for context this time, um, just to make it more interesting. Uh, Brock Purdy, six fumbles on the season. Trevor Simeon. Is more... this fumbles that the team have failed to recover or just fumbles full stop? Just fumbles. Fumbles okay. according to cool. Pro Football Reference. Which is good, good source. Where we get all of our my, stats from for any generally, generally my yeah. source. Um, so shout out to them. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, we're going to start with Mark, given that it's round four and he is in the lead. Uh, so Mark, Brock Purdy has fumbled six times. Trevor Simeon, more or fewer fumbles? Less. Correct. He has five. Whoa. Pat Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I'm going to go fewer. Correct, it's four. Yeah. Adam, Will Levis. <laughs> um, Very happy with how that fell. So this is genuinely one where I could probably think of them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to allow you to sit there and work it out in your head. My gut feeling is it's more, so I'm going to say more. You are correct, it is seven. All right, Mark, Justin Fields. Um, Justin Fields, let's go with... I don't think he's a fumble machine. I'm going to say if you... Fumble machine. Ten fumbles on the season. Wow, has he really? Yep. Yeah. Pat, Lamar Jackson. Uh, that is, I, would, I would say that is a fumble machine, Mark. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he is a fumble machine, as it turns out. <laughs> Not quite as much Sean as Josh Dobbs. like a fumble machine. Um, even though it's a lot, I'm going to say higher... Correct, by one. He's 11. All right, Adam, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> he plays fast and loose. Oh, no, can't, can't be that loose. Less, fewer. Correct, eight. Yes. All right, Pat. I'm celebrating, but this is a Josh Allen. to me. <laughs> Yeah, you're Gosh. basically you're basically trying to stop Pat from winning. I'm basically the Tennessee Titans this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those bastards. Um, fewer. Correct with six. Uh, Adam, James Cook. Oh, more. Incorrect. It's fewer with four, oh. which means Pat takes the round, and we have to go to the most obviously stupid stat to go for a tiebreaker which is QBR yes. <laughs> season QBR and I did completely randomise this so I haven't even set the order myself we're going to start with Aiden O'Connell with 81.3 um, Adam pick someone to start I pick Mark I just started the last one <laughs> fine. thanks well, Adam Patrick. 
I just, I just, I just thought, who do I want to win? I'm, I am going to make if, thanks, if thanks. one of you gets it wrong, <laughs> it's sudden death. So if one of you gets it wrong, I'm going to make the other one get it right. Oh, boo! Oh, oh fudge! We're only here. Change, change the rules. Quite right. Quite right too. Quite right too. Well done, Rich. He says, now, ah. this is going to be very billsy where you're the one to get it when Pat gets one wrong and you're like, yeah, I win. And then you have to <laughs> Let me change the overtime rules. Oh, no, we still keep losing. Oh. <laughs> Correct. All right. Aiden O'Connell, 81.3. Zach Wilson. <laughs> Feels a bit too easy. <laughs> um, yeah, less? Yeah, 77.2. Not as less as you'd think. Um, all right, Pat, Matt Jones. Oh my god, which has been worse out of Wilson and Jones? Oh, lower. Correct, by 0. 0.2. Oh, I, I just all feel right. sick. Mark, Russell Wilson. Oh god, um, higher. Correct, obviously. Much better than those two idiots. Well, that was the, that was the thing, wasn't it? He got benched. Whilst he his QBR was actually like relatively being be- good, being being yeah. better is nothing to do with QBR. Just so yes. <laughs> he got benched for being mid mid with the bad contracts. Yeah, well, he got benched with a QBR of ninety eight because it hasn't gone differently from <laughs> this week. Yeah, but uh, I mean, checking down into losses doesn't. Yeah. Um. All right, Dak Prescott, Pat. Higher. Correct. One hundred and four point two. Mark, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, lower. Correct, 89. Pat, Kirk Cousins. Did Kirk Cousins even play this year? Yeah, yeah. enough uh, enough to register a QBR. Well, let's go higher then. So that Correct. means he threw one or more passes. Yeah. 103.8. All right, Will Levis. God less. Correct, 84.2. Lamar Jackson, Pat. Gotta be higher. 102.7. Jordan Love. I feel like you're putting these quite far apart at the moment. I, seems... I didn't set the order on these. Okay. <laughs> I just randomised it all. Because that's that seems like it would be obviously <laughs> lower. Yes, he is lower. 93.8. Uh Jared Goff. Higher. 96.4. Correct. Mark. Pat Mahomes. Now that's an interesting one. I am... I'm going to put my money where my mouth is with him and I've been slagging him off, so let's say lower. Incorrect. 96.4. All right. Pat for the win. Patrick Mahomes. Higher or lower than 96.4? You just did Patrick did Patrick Mahomes. Did I? I've fucked so, this yes. up, haven't I? Yes. There we go. <laughs> There's the moment. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Mark. You're still in. It was Pat. Hard. Pat, you should go. <laughs> Pat, Justin Fields. <laughs> it's all Justin these fucking numbers. Fields. They just look nonsense at this point. <laughs> Justin Fields has got to be lower. Correct. Eighty-five point eight. Am I still in this then? Yes. Yes. Ah, you were correct, okay. but declared you were wrong. correct, but this, I fucked it up. It's almost like. It's, hold on. Are we doing the Cowboys game? <laughs> yeah, only we're doing it properly with correcting our mistakes. Okay, good. It. <laughs> this is going on so long, I'm starting to wonder if I'm still in. Yeah. Double down yeah. on the end. Can someone lose now, please? All right, <laughs> Derek Carr from Justin Fields. 
higher. Correct, 94.7. All right, Matt Stafford. Down, isn't it? I'm going to go lower on the basis of Derek Charles' checkdown stat. But let just for the purposes oh, of um, for the purposes of getting the quiz done, I would have said higher for this. So why don't we just pick and go with a winner from that? <laughs> Fine. In that case, Pat wins. Woo! Yes. <laughs> well done, Pat. <laughs> I can't Mark. believe that went on that long, but I should have actually looked at that order because it became far too obvious. At there was seem to be really high and yeah. then really low. I should but, have messed around with it. But I genuinely didn't think we'd even get to the tiebreaker. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, well done. Well done. I'm, cheers, I'm cheers. genuinely impressed by how long you guys managed to let, stand in for some of those because they were just completely random stats. While you were doing the tiebreaker, I looked up Derek Henry's QBR this year, which stands at 116.7. He has an incompletion, which ruins it. He, oh. didn't, he didn't make the list because I think there's some. I think Pro Football Reference has some like cut off for uh, minimum passes or something. So well, he has three three pass attempts for the season, two two of which are touchdowns. It's probably so. not enough. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe. Um, yeah, good stuff. Let's get into well the rest of the show, I guess. Let's go straight in to review week 17 and um, we've got a couple of talking points we will get to but first let's do them in one sentence each so back to thursday night football we go and new york jets 20 cleveland 37 joe flacco improves to four and one as the starter for the browns as they dominate the hapless jets detroit <laughs> detroit 19 dallas 20 what even is an eligible receiver anymore who on earth knows Miami 19, Baltimore 56. Last week, I suggested the Dolphins could make the Super Bowl if they get hot down the stretch. This week, I'm enjoying that classic feeling of egg on my face. New England 21, Buffalo 27. Buffalo only won by six points despite four turnovers and a missed field goal from New England in this absolute clusterfuck of a game. Atlanta 17, Chicago 37. Bears dominate the Falcons thanks to a stellar Justin Fields performance in what might just be his last home game for the Bears. <laughs> Tennessee 3, Houston 26. Thanks for nothing, Tennessee. You keep that energy for next week, yeah? <laughs> There's no energy left, Pat. Um, Las, Vegas, Las Vegas 20, Indianapolis 23. The Colts hang on thanks to a combination of Minshew, Jonathan Taylor and some key Raiders penalties. Carolina 0, Jacksonville 26. CJ Beathard-led Jags cruise this one to keep themselves in control of their own playoff destiny in a tight division. LA Rams 26, New York Giants 25. It only counts as a miracle at the Meadowlands if you convert the point after or two-point conversion. The Rams can thank Tyrod and Saquon for failing to connect for their playoff berth. Arizona 35, Philadelphia 31. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Another playoff bound team suddenly looking very shaky at just the wrong time. New Orleans 23, Tampa Bay 13. If Tampa had played like this in week 16, the Jags would be AFC South champions right now and I wouldn't be lined up for half sex next weekend. Bastards. San Francisco 27, Washington 10. About as routine as it gets for the Niners, who will be even happier about what happened just up the I-95 from there. And yes, I was Googling interstate numbers. Pittsburgh 30, Seattle 23. 
Some hard running from Najee Harris and Jalen Warren keeps the Staylers, Staylers? Steelers playoff <laughs> hopes alive. Staley's definitely gone, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> LA Chargers 9, Denver 16. Other results officially other results officially eliminated the Broncos, so Scott Hansen gave us way more updates from Mile High than we really needed. Cincinnati 17, Kansas City 25. Kansas City winning the West with a week to spare despite looking so ropey for ages tells you everything you need to know about the rest of that division. And week 17 came to a close with Green Bay 33, Minnesota 10. The Vikings might as well be just about out of the playoffs, but at least they get to enjoy those images of the shirtless Kirk Cousins for a little while longer. Imagine showing up for that and then getting washed out. <laughs> new, new housewife's favourite there. Yeah, Jared Hall time. Hall and Mullins are not it um, in any <laughs> any way, shape, or form. And I just they should never have gone away from Dubs. They'd be a, they would be a playoff team. I'm going to keep banging that drum. <laughs> it may be. It may. Please don't do it shirtless. <laughs> no one wants to see a shirtless me. <laughs> that's for sure literally absolutely nobody right week 17 talking points it's hard to go anywhere else first than that shower of the end of the lions cowboys game which i kind Oof. of see the fun part here is that i watched the hang on did i watch the six i think i watched the six minute highlights i was a bit pushed for time that morning i thought i'll catch up six minute highlights guess which play they didn't show <laughs> oh funny that really <laughs> really wow they don't want you to know about the controversy they did put it on the youtube highlights the sort of 14 15 minute ones that they have on there okay they, they, this was this was the game past six minutes i've got family stuff that i need to get to on my phone and right okay and of course having watched that i immediately then go to the full feed to find out what on earth happened i thought well if my instinct was kind of correct was that dan campbell went for two to get the win I didn't get it. Repeatedly. Kept going. <laughs> Repeatedly. Kept doing it. Um, I did enjoy that. It just being like, fuck it. No. Fuck you. I said I'm doing it, so I'm doing it. Yeah. Even well, from the seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before we get into the refereeing stuff, I want, I just want to say how nuts that was. Yeah. That, uh, that boneheaded. Absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. That, and then getting the, bailed as out. Got, as soon as you've got the penalty, you take the kick. Absolutely. Of course yeah, you do. 100% you take the kick. And then having got bailed out on another failed attempt because of a defensive penalty. So it went from the seven at that to the point. You're like seven to the four. Okay, right. We'll just kick the point. Nah, nah. Let's go again. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but it should. It sh- none of it should have mattered. Right. Because it was a perfectly good touchdown, and it. I I, I read that apparently Brad Allen and his crew have been not sacked, which is what exactly should have happened. Um, but they have been removed from being allowed to officiate in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, still get Steelers um, Seahawks next still, week. Still, but yeah, plays this week. Again, that actually week. matters. Yeah. That's because there aren't anyone else, right? They don't have other crews. The, I don't know. There's 17 crews, allegedly. It's, Are there? It, yeah, I looked that up earlier. It's absolutely ludicrous that this man is ever allowed to officiate an NFL game ever again because that isn't a a slight error. That's an absolute disgrace. And if you're the Lions, like that's altered your entire playoff trajectory based on going from the second or potentially even first seed to third seed or lower. And you're now playing 
you're going to have games where you're not in your own building. Um, it also has impacts on opponents next season because of um, rankings being being changed. It's fundamentally changed the playoff landscape in the NFC. And it is baffling that that man is ever allowed to officiate a game ever again. The crazy thing is that there are three linemen that run over in the general direction of referees during the run-up to that play. Two of them are the guys that come out of the huddle, and number 70 is the guy that they claimed had checked in as eligible, runs in late from the sidelines. He never gets as far as talking to a referee. No, he never gets yeah. anywhere in the vicinity of. Also, he was the guard, wasn't he? Not right. even the tackle. Which means he can't be eligible by rule. Yeah, which is absolutely ridiculous. But and even so if he, did, but even if he did it, report, it doesn't matter. Right, you could understand it if they'd got the mix up between the two guys that were stood by the referee as yeah. it as he was checking in. And there's been some criticism of Dan Campbell of like, oh, you know, if you're trying to fool your opponents, you could confuse the referees. I'm like, no, the referees well, no, are no, no, paid no. to pay attention to this Also, shit. Added, to, added to that, Rich, not just the fact that referees should pay attention, Dan Campbell did, and this, this is the kind of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So he gave, like, for example, the onside kick in the Super Bowl, Sean Payton gave a heads up to the referees just after halftime yep. that that's what he was going to do to make sure they're keeping an eye on what's going on. Dan Campbell did the same thing about that trick play before the he game. He told them before the he game. Told them, yeah. He yeah. Told and them it will what, be number 68. And exactly who it was going to be. Yeah. This is this is the play we're going to run. It's it's just unfathomable how this, what's, what's, how this is going to happen. And when you look at it, it's, it's baffling to me that you can see that 68 comes out of the line to report but that Brad Allen is looking at number 70 walking in um, and it he, he doesn't actually speak to him, but it's almost like he sees 68 say report. He's looking at number 70 and in his tiny little shit referee brain, he thinks oh, <laughs> 70's reported. And he announces 70's reported when 70 never speaks to him. It's the, that's, it's that's part of the issue with it as well is that from a, from a, uh, a Cowboys perspective because it's been announced that 70 is reported as eligible they don't actually know that 68 is supposed to be eligible so they don't bother covering him at all no. now whether that would have changed things I'm not sure it would because the number of times we see those kind of plays where the only time it doesn't come off is if the lineman drops the ball yeah, yeah. that's and, that's and the only often, possible that's, that's the only possible defense to this but it's not defense that's the only possible thing that might have changed things but I don't like so surely at some point during that process, after the the catch is made in the end zone and Brad Brad Allen's mic switches on, there must have been someone in his crew that thought, hang on, this isn't right. There must yeah. have been. Like, I can't believe it. I can't believe that there wasn't. Even Brad Allen himself. And it, it does, it just makes you think, not just like is this just incompetence? Like, yeah, I know, I, I know, I don't, I don't want to go incompetence plus doubling down on it afterwards, which is what makes it worse because he's tried to yeah, front it. it out and say, no, no, it was definitely 70. It's like, well, we've got video evidence that it almost certainly wasn't. And yeah. you said, and the players are saying that definitely. interview, they said in part of that interview, oh, and 70 had reported a few times before in the game. It's like, well, it's, so you've just assumed that that big white guy's the same big white guy's last time, yeah, because yeah. uh, it didn't look like it. But aren't, aren't um, New York supposed to keep an eye on things and get in a referee's ear if something like that might be about to happen? Although I would say a lot of stuff isn't with this with this kind of eventuality. It's not that obvious until you go through all the replays. So at real time... It's probably too quick. Yeah, maybe. And even, even the commentators at the time didn't pick up on the fact 
that the because that they even got it wrong and could. Well, see you how... kind of trust the referees with stuff well, yeah, like that. You, you would, and they they watched the replay the first time and were like, "Oh, you can see that seventies reported," and just assumed that sixty eight hadn't, but clearly he had. So yeah, it's laughable. Laughable. There's, it wasn't just they doubled up; they trebled up because they also claimed that it was an illegal formation based on the fact that number seventy was covered up. It's like yes, but he didn't report as eligible, so it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> But the whole it, thing is just absolutely shambolic. Is there... Obviously, we all know that if that's the Dallas Cowboys going for it rather than the Lions in that game, the same thing doesn't happen. I think we all know that deep down. And it's 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 hard to escape this thought that, okay, it might not be conscious, but like it's the Cowboys. There's all There's always this extra scrutiny... You can't be seen to screw over the Cowboys in a big game, um, and if, if the boots on the other foot, I wonder if the I do. I wonder if the same thing happens. I also yeah, so think, I also think that the feedback afterwards would be totally different as well because it does feel like there was like a lot of uh, um, furore afterwards, but then it it died down very quickly because it's the Lions. Happened to Detroit again against the Cowboys. They used to it. Yeah. I don't think Skip Bayless would have let it drop. By now, if it was the other way around, <laughs> Skip Bayless is a massive bellend, though he can fuck off. <laughs> but it wouldn't, obviously, not just him. Yeah, Cowboys media is 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 ludicrous. Yeah, um, and but there's yeah that re- that reaction of oh, it's only the Lions. No one really gives a shit. If that happened to Pat, to Pat Mahomes, the rep- <laughs> they'd have made them play it again. The thing about oh, the thing about the, the thing about the 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 whole thing is the fact that I think they've just gone, oh, well, the Lions are making the playoffs anyway. We just, just won't worry about it too much, which is bullshit. But I think if that was, imagine if that was a play that had knocked a team out of playoff contention. Oh, brutal. And it, it could. I mean, we've seen that kind of stuff happen throughout, not that badly, but similar stuff happened throughout the league this year where, you know, little calls here and there or non-calls cost teams. There are probably loads of, it's just not the same thing. There are probably loads of examples of horrendous calls that knock a team out. There, I mean, there, there are, just yeah. just not in the same way. Well, like not so, in the same... defensive pass interference call in the playoffs a few years back for the Saints or not for the Saints. Yeah, yeah, the un- yeah maybe. The underlying <laughs> issue here, I think, is that... The Rams one, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, the terribleness of that officiating robbed us of a really good end to a game. And instead right. it ended in yeah. a whimper. And that's the most disappointing thing, regardless of what teams were involved. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> it's, just, it's Detroit, in it? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just go with the, the NFL line. Um, yeah. there, have been well, some, that... there have been some good memes around it, as you'd expect. Um, but yeah. The thing is that, that I find very entertaining is I think that result might actually mean that the... The Lions and the the Cowboys playing each other could come around in the divisional round. Oh, that could be fun. I think I think that works. Well, let, let's they all get through. Let's get to potential scenarios um, a bit later. We've uh, you know, other other week seventeen games. It was a bit. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. Sure. No, no, I was just chuckling because I looked down at my phone and saw Dolphins nineteen, Ravens fifty six. <laughs> oh, it's a year. No one wants a year. Yeah, it's uh bizarre, really. I mean, you see Mark warming himself up for this this particular monologue. 
Go on, I'll give you. I'll give you sixty seconds, Salen. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't need any sixty seconds. <laughs> sixty seconds uh, of just Mark pissing himself laughing. <laughs> um, it, this was actually this was huge because I started watching this kind of at the same time as the Bills game. The uh, pretty much the only two games that I've watched in full, and um, they actually were well in it up until kind of three minutes before half time when they collectively managed to shit the bed by giving up a huge pass play to to Jackson. Then a brilliant interception um, by the guy whose name escapes me. Um, and then <laughs> defensive players don't matter. D- yeah, him. Um, he's probably an idiot. And then the and then a brilliant one-handed catch by Will Likely. Um, to, and then they scored again. A really good run back after uh, a sire likely. likely. Yeah. A sire likely. That's him. Um, and then the really good run back of the kickoff after half time. Scored from scored from a couple of plays later, and the game was over. And um, yeah, brilliant because the Bills absolutely desperately needed them to lose that game. So it was very satisfying watching it happen. I still maintain that I know that they beat the, the Cowboys, but the Cowboys can't win away. They're dreadful. They still haven't won against a proper team and they ain't going to win against a proper team. That's, that and I'm was, not, and I'm in that, I'm not saying the Bills are a proper team, by the way. That that was definitely more than 60 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah there's the Colts. Yeah, I'm kind of want to obviously going to gloss over this because it's the Colts. That was a big win for them. Like they mm-hmm. were, I think probably generally in control. Um, as the they were two scores up and the Raiders had to yeah had to try and come back. But um, that that was huge. You sort of felt the momentum wasn't with them and it was with the Raiders. And so them them getting that one done was big. And we've also the miss the miss field goal where they hit the post and it was called back for offsides was a massive a massive moment. Um, but you're right in that the Colts felt like they were in control. Mm. It never really looked like the Raiders were going to win that one. Um, but all of the AFC South pretty much doing what needed to be done. It's really annoying, isn't week. it? <laughs> Including the Titans. Yeah, it's yeah. really annoying. <laughs> Wish the AFC South would just clear off. <laughs> doing my head in. So I'll, I'll sign. I'll sign for that. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, I need you this week, Adam. So um, if you could, if you can win this, one, that, that would be great. Yeah, all all signs point to not a chance in hell. <laughs> well, you're home. You've got a better chance. Yeah, um, if you've seen any of our games and Look, yeah, just just give me a glimmer of hope, please. I've had I was nothing. Wa- watching the Texans sacks this week. Good God, it's like nothing up the middle or anything up the middle, depending on which side of the ball you're looking at. It, it made me think, I think we're going to probably be all right. I don't think I'll enjoy my Sunday, but I think we'll be all right. <laughs> I mean, I thought the 2022 Tennessee Titans couldn't play offensive line, but this is something else. <laughs> it's just, like, it's genuine. It's like Will Levis got knocked out of the game in the second quarter. Ryan Tannehill, like, he was literally, he was bleeding. He was battered and bruised. He, I mean, I... It, we were close to emergency quarterback territory. It felt and... a little bit harsh on Tannehill that they didn't just go, you know what, mate, that injury looks very serious. Let's just pull you from I, this game and put our third des- quarterback in. He, he deserved that. Well, it might have been his call. It might have been, yeah, he might be, he's potentially playing for, well, I was going to say he's potentially playing for a job somewhere next year. I don't know what sort of audition that is against, <laughs> with behind that offensive line. Um, but he did, he actually did quite well considering. Mm. But just just sack after sack, it's it. 
And you, they can't even run block this year when at least last year you could get something going for Derek. De I don't know how. Derek Henry's got a thousand yards again this year. I do not know how. Because he's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, okay, thanks for thank, thanks for your answer. You're, You're welcome. <laughs> your very obviously correct answer, but it, it's that... my in-depth analysis of his play over the years. Really <laughs> it, good, hard to is. tackle, big. <laughs> Almost obviously... nothing like a milk float. Nothing like no. He's obviously declining a bit, but he's still he's still pretty like that. That needs more plaudits be behind the shit that's in front of him. It really does. Anyway, I don't want to talk. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> Um, this isn't relevant to anything. The yeah, the Rams have made it into the playoffs with uh, a brilliant. I just want to talk about the end of this game because it just <laughs> I just found it so funny. And Brian Dable's head, you know, there's that Twitter, <laughs> there's that Twitter account with um has Alan Brazil popped yet? I don't know if you've got <laughs> a just increasingly like huge head that's going brighter and brighter pink. That's Brian Dable. Like every everything that goes by, you think he's just closer to exploding. And for all the glory of that punt return, and that was an incredible punt return. It it was the shades of just the Sean Jackson or what whatever, and the the timing of it and the the moment of that game that just for all of the Rams. Obviously, it meant more to the Rams than the Giants. And then he's just, yeah, I'm going to go for two. And the Rams must have been shitting themselves. So he goes for two. And Tyrod Taylor's got Barkley wide open. like Wide open on a really simple play design. Just chuck it to him. He's in the end zone. You're going to win the game. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I had to throw it three feet and only went a foot and a half. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, actually, I think Barkley still maybe should have caught it, but... It's just <laughs> absolute, just total, total disaster. I just found it really funny. And <laughs> uh, um, uh, Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford's going to the postseason. Who, who predicted that? Nobody like on this pod, I would say. It's almost Super like the guys elite, MVP, Matt Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got, he's got more around him. Than I think any of us thought. Um, he's got a running back, and he's got a really quality rookie wide receiver. So, yeah, know, they, these things help. Finding Nakua this season has been the shot in the arm that that team and Kyron Williams, to be fair as well, he's been excellent yeah, when he's been yeah. healthy. Yeah. Um, they they just feel like a team that's got more than more than anyone expected on offense, and they are competent on defense. I don't know if it's enough for the playoffs, but certainly I think they can scare teams. There's still Aaron Donald, which helps. Yes, exactly. It Everyone's like, does. why would Aaron Donald come back? It's like, well, because he's apparently got another shot at a playoff run, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, I hadn't no, did not see this coming at all. But it goes to show what a difference a proper good coach and a really good GM makes in that they can find that talent and then make them be that player. Well, weirdly, it's almost worked in their favour that Cooper Cup couldn't play to start the season because I mean they Boston. had to play Nakua. And then he was just getting all the looks. It was like, oh, okay, this guy's actually genuinely talented. Yeah. And then and when what... Cup came back, it's given that sort of two dual threat thing going on that is ge it genuinely looks <laughs> concerning. And you know, the period. Of... Sorry, Karen. Sorry. I was going to say they had a period of really good production with Tutu Atwell, and then Demarcus Robinson's come in and started looking really good as well. So I wonder how much of it's down to how good they are at scouting receivers and how much it's down to how good they are at scheming and um, coaching receivers. And like you swapped yeah. it with, uh, say, the Jaguars stable and suddenly they'd look a lot worse. 
<laughs> I do think there's also an element of that offensive line is still sneakily very good because they have been able to give Stafford time all season long. He's He has had the ability to stand in that pocket and hold and then throw in a way that a lot of a lot of other quarterbacks in the NFL have not been able to this year. Yeah, and their run game backs that up as well, doesn't it? Because Kyron Williams is just going off on a regular basis. It's almost as if that's all quite important. <laughs> Be, being good in the trenches. Yeah. Kind Imagine of investing in your offensive line. Why would oh. you? Ugh, yeah. Hey. Hey, I hate organisations that are good. <laughs> <laughs> there seem to be less and less of them. Anyway, right, let's let's look ahead to week 18. Uh, there, there are a couple more games that are worthy of discussion, but I think they might come up anyway. Um, I know you, I'm guessing you want to mention the Cardinals-Eagles, Rich. I just want to laugh a little bit more. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to that, but let's, let's one sentence preview the hell out of the week 18 games uh, rather than rest them all up by preempting our one sentence previews that made some sense in my head so we start on saturday with pittsburgh at baltimore oh enjoy your rest lamar you burnt it no shut up <laughs> shut up can't do uh, we're, we'll we'll come to this houston at indianapolis for those wondering if it's a tie both of these teams can be eliminated tampa bay at carolina the Bucks have stumbled their way to a position of winning the last game in Carolina to make the playoffs. They will surely get this done. Who you would think. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Nothing to play for here with the Browns already guaranteed a wild card and the Bengals already eliminated. Good job they hate each other. <laughs> That's almost why they schedule these games in Week 18. Minnesota at Detroit. The Lions would love nothing more than to beat the Vikings and put all the pressure on the Vikings and the, on the Cowboys in the race for the second seed. Excellently delivered. New York Jets you. at New York Jets at New England. Chance of snow in the long-range forecast for Foxborough. I've mentioned this because there's nothing else of interest here. Atlanta at New Orleans. Either of these teams could still win the NFC South, which is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Jacksonville at Tennessee. A huge game with playoff implications for the Jags and quite a few other AFC teams. Plenty eyes on Nashville. Seattle at Arizona. The Cardinals might be the better of these two teams right now and would enjoy extinguishing the very last flames of the Seahawks playoff hopes. Chicago at Green Bay. The Packers would have bitten your hand off for a win and in-game in Week 18 and they're playing well enough to get it done even against an inform-ish Bears. Uh, Kansas City at LA Chargers. The Chiefs are in and third seed is wrapped up, so we may well see some backups in this one. And we won't notice a difference. (laughs) (laughs) They might have something to play for. Denver at Las Vegas. Nothing to play for here with both teams already eliminated from the playoffs. Good job they hate each other. (laughs) (laughs) Philadelphia at New York Giants. Billy could still grab the division if things go wrong for Dallas and DC, but that probably just means they'll both lose. LA Rams at San Francisco. Chance of sunshine in Santa Clara in a long-range forecast. I mention this because there's nothing else of interest here. <laughs> Dallas at Washington. Dallas just need a win to confirm second seed in the NFC. Pish Washington shouldn't put up too much competition. And finally, Buffalo at Miami. Winner takes the division. The perfect Week 18 matchup. There you go. And the loser might go out. 
to lose well. Oh, they, they, they I don't think they Miami. Can Miami go out? No, they're in. But they're if the, in. the Bills yeah. lose and the Jags and the Steelers both win, the Bills are out. Yeah. yeah. And that's very unfortunate given the, uh, the Steelers they're, are unlikely quite... to face much competition. Yeah. This is this is the thing of uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting because the Ravens and the Steelers hate each other, right? So that's <laughs> that's why they put it in. It's in Baltimore. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know if Jim if, if Harbour is kind of a John. John is kind of one of them. The other one's done all right as well. So you know, <laughs> go He's blue. Doing all right at the moment. Yeah, it's going well. People's first them. names don't matter. Yeah, We've established blue. that. Go blue. Um, yeah, I I don't know. There's a bit of me that wonders if he might be the type of guy that's like, considering we've got the first first round bye, we don't want two weeks off. Yeah, well, I can well, see that. it's a bit old school game. that way. Yeah. I can and... I can give you some context to this. So in 2019, the Ravens had the bye, and I think already had sewn it up and rested loads of starters um, in their final game of the regular season. Then they had the bye, and their their game was um, against Tennessee at home after after by after the first round bye, and they shut the bed. Yeah. So, so that Harbour is not going to forget that. I Bill's, would so, so Bill's Twitter is very hopeful that he's going to play the starters because I think if they play the starters, they easily beat the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just for half a game, who knows? But that's kind of the. That's the worry is that they're going to rest everyone and the Steelers managed to find a way. Um, from a Buffalo perspective, they need to take care of their own business and win. Um, the way that they're playing on offense at the moment doesn't fill any Bills fan with confidence because their defense is playing incredibly well, but offensively it's it's really, really poor. Last two weeks has not been good. Um, and against the the Patriots, like the passing game especially was all over the show. So it's an interesting one, um, but if they want to be in the playoffs and they want to be a team that's winning Super Bowls, they need to. When there's, they've managed to claw their way to a place where they can win a game and win the division, so they've got to go, got to go do it. Can't really in, be relying on other teams. Miami, in your, in Miami's the injury list is probably quite helpful for you right now because they have lost a number of players that are key pieces of that offense, especially their two main pass rushes. Bradley Chubb in garbage time. I mean, that is yeah, that, is that is monumentally horrible. stupid. It's really stupid. Yeah, three three minutes to go in a game that they were down by thirty plus. Um, what's he doing in the game? You're right. So him going and uh, is it um, Jalen Phillips? Jalen yeah. Phillips is also out for the game. He's apparently week to week, so that's both their pass rushes, their edge rushes have gone. Um, so that will help certainly the pass the pass game that is our offensive line at the moment is looking more Tennessee than it is that, than that it is bad. Dallas, um, and and that certainly didn't help our passing game against the the Patriots, who aren't bad from a pass rush perspective, but. Allen was had players in his face often and early in that game, and it didn't stop. So that needs cleaning up, but we certainly will need to play offensively far better than we have done in the last two weeks to go there and win. What helps the Bills? And oh, it helps you quite a lot. I think we we touched on the scheduling of the final week last week, and we will turned, know if it, we have to win. Exactly, exactly <laughs> that. And it it turns it turns out that none of us on the pod last week realised there were two Saturday games. One or two of us <laughs> questioned that there were any. Um, but it was annoying because you can't check until they're 
<laughs> well, you, there are probably ways that we could have checked, but we, we're not here to check. Um, <laughs> there are, yeah, the two two Saturday games. The first one's weird to me: Pittsburgh and Baltimore. So I kind of, I kind of see. Obviously, there's nothing whatsoever riding on it for Baltimore. We joked about what the Saturday game being irrelevant. This one, it's not obviously it's not irrelevant for the Steelers, but it it's it's a bit weird having that first. Then you've got the the Texans Colts and yeah I joke that a tie might eliminate them both but it's basically a win and in for them. It that's helps. Also, that's it also maybe again, helps. Funnily, funnily enough, if those two results happen and that game does finish in a tie, then the Bills get in again. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that but be amazing? <laughs> it, it it's about helps. time we had a tie this season. We've had yeah. none so far. Yeah, yeah it's been rubbish. <laughs> and loads oh, last year we were treated. Just imagine if that happened. Uh, yeah, it, that would helps. It's the only time where, to be fair to America, that does help no one in that in that game. But what what happens if the Bills Dolphins game is a tie? Uh, I think I have no idea. <laughs> I've I've got the thing here. Hold on, I can, I can tell you. you. Yeah, I've got. I, can tell I mean, you. the Dolphins still win the division for a start. I can tell you. So if the Steelers win and the Jags win and the Bills Dolphin ends in a tie, um, the Bills get the six seed. Yeah, you do. It's, you'd, you'd have to lose to miss out on that by yes. the looks of it. Brilliant. So you can just knock the ball around for 90 minutes and then... Uh, and then, yeah. and then that's, 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 Imagine that nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the division's on the line, so I imagine both teams will be trying to Probably want win, the home but... field advantage, ideally. Yeah. Miami will certainly go for it because they don't, they don't have as much to lose. But no. yeah, the, that, so that, that Saturday night... It it kind of helps the Jags maybe because it potentially takes the pressure off. Well, I, I guess whoever wins Jacksonville still need to beat Tennessee. The NFL haven't factored in the tie into scheduling if, this because so if if the rate if the Ravens win that game, then it doesn't matter what happens. The the Titans can win that game and the Jags will still qualify. But if the Steelers have won, right, then the then the Jaguars will have to win. If they lose, they will be out. I've just, I just have with you saying they haven't factored in the tie. I'm just getting like the idea of you know how with the the Premier League on the final day of the season, all the games kick off at exactly the same time. Mm. Imagine if they just were all six p.m. Sunday kickoffs. Scott <laughs> Hanson might explode. But how good <laughs> would that red tie be? It'd be mental. It would be a shame to miss out on all the other the, the like other the, games. It'd be like the last World Cup, you know, in the end of the groups where all the games are, are, are together. <laughs> like so many, and I think you touched on this last week, but so many of them, if it was coming to like a few seconds left at the end of the game, and there was like teams were in the red zone and a touchdown here, or that, it'd be amazing. <laughs> it'd be amazing. But I, I honestly, I would like. I think I would just curl up and die in a corner somewhere. It'd be awful. <laughs> so the. The other weird thing is you have as many 6 p.m. as 9 p.m. games, pretty much. In fact, I think there might be more 9 p.m. games. Yeah, there's there's seven, seven 9.25 games and just six 6 p.m. games, which is a bit weird. So you've got the Bucks panthers which, assuming the Bucks don't drop a bollock, that, that takes them into the playoffs, I think, regardless of how the Falcons-Saints game goes. Assuming yep, the Bucks, yep. the, if the Bucks can take care of their own business, they're fine, and they've got that joke of division sewn up, which I think we always just based on the fact they were going to play Carolina at the end. So even though the Bucks just lost, I think they just lost, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yes. Thank Carolina you. are another level bad, haven't? They? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last so, week's just horrific. 
the fact yeah it essentially didn't matter they that as long as they beat carolina they're they're fine if they yeah if they didn't then it's the winner of the saints falcons which can you let's let's not even that's 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 just unthinkable so we'll get can you past imagine that if, if the falcons win that and they get in at eight and nine oh that's <laughs> the balling <laughs> and the, they keep flip-flopping with which QB they're starting. And the Falcons could easily win that game. Like, that is absolutely not a, a nailed-on win for the Saints. No. And to make that fair, I guess they're at the same time, although does it really matter in that particular case? You've no. got the Browns-Bengals, which, as you say, Pat, is weirdly a bit irrelevant because they can't really, because Cleveland can't win their division, so they are no. where they are. Yep. And the Bengals are, yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what happens, they're, they're done. So then you've got the the Vikings Lions, which only matters from a seeding's perspective. Yep. Yeah. Um, and also Minnesota are terrible, so it shouldn't matter from a competitiveness perspective. <laughs> and, and frustratingly for the Lions, this could be the game that they sewn up the second seed. But in fact, they could win this and they still need Dallas to lose. They're yeah. And be... I think the Eagles as well. I think they need both <laughs> NFC East teams to lose to get that seed. Um, just... They're both playing absolute shit teams, so they won't. Yeah, but but they're also the Cowboys and the Eagles, so they could both lose, <laughs> which I would absolutely love. Yeah, I suppose you'd say that about last week's game against the uh, Cardinals, <laughs> Cardinals as well. Yeah. You've got you've got to assume. So you've got to assume that I mean the, the Eagles and Cowboys are both on the road in their respective joke matchups. Yeah. You'd have to assume they get it done. The Eagles couldn't get it done though at home to the Cardinals. So have Although your Cardinals... have your sixty seconds, Rich, if you want it. The well the thing is the Cardinals, I think everyone wrote off the Cardinals in this one comfortably, but with Kyler back and them on a bit of a roll, they're actually a much better team than their their record shows right now. Um, they seem that's, to have, that's been missed a bit here. Yeah, they the seem to almost coming back. have a bit of momentum going into the back of the season. They're just way too far off it to for that to matter for them. Um, but they do seem to be reveling in the whole ruining other people's seasons thing, um, which <laughs> I'm all for. Um, particularly if they beat the Seahawks and just you know put them out of their misery. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yeah the Eagles, I don't know what's going on there. They look. They just look like they are spooked at the moment. They don't seem to believe in themselves that they're going to get wins. People know that you can pass on them. Defensively, they're terrible right now. They, that, that defensive line just doesn't seem to be effective because you can run on them and you can pass on them. Um, and they don't seem to really be getting pressure on quarterbacks at the moment. And I know Kyler's a different breed when it comes to trying to you know, lock him down. Um, if he's scrambling, he's a little bit early days Russell Wilson. But... Um, yeah, I think I think the Eagles are in all sorts of trouble unless they can right the ship very, very quickly. They've mm. got... I mean, they're not going to win a division unless the Cowboys lose. That's where they're at now. So they're going to have a road playoff game, which is probably against Tampa. Which, which so they should win. They should win, but they're, they're going to have to... Yeah, they're not going to have a slim chance they have a, a home game at some point if weird results happen, but otherwise they're just going to have to go on the road for their playoff run. <laughs> Which you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have thought possible halfway through the season. But the weird thing about the NFC at the moment is that seeds five through seven could all comfortably come away with a win against seeds two through four. 
If you get yeah. the Lions, the Cowboys, and the Eagles, the Lions, I mean, you could see the Lions beating any team on any given day, but they're also entirely unpredictable and will shoot themselves in the foot from time to time. Yeah. I can't see the Bucks winning their their playoff game. I, I think they're one and done team. I just they look vaguely competent at the moment, but nowhere near the level that's needed to to win a game. Um and the Cowboys are just the Cowboys. I think if good Tampa Bay turn up, I think they've they've got every bit of, of a chance to beat the Eagles on current form, considering they would be at home. This may be recency pain, but I agree with Mark on that. They've got a defense good with good pieces and an offense that's tough to spot stop if it clicks nicely. You know, they've got good receiving weapons and Mayfield can uh, find them when he wants to. The running game is patchy. Rashad White has had a good season. He's had, oh, a, he's, good, he's he's had a really good season. He really underrated as back. He, he shit the bed in the final game, thanks, like because my fantasy team needed him. But he's um in terms of um like contributions in the last three or four weeks, he's one of the top running backs in the NFL at the moment. So I think there's there's more to that team than meets the eye. And I think if uh, I get that on at the weekend the Bucks didn't didn't play very well. But I think if if they the form that they have shown turns up again, they can beat the Eagles. I'd be delighted be, if they did. It's a it's a any given Sunday thing with them. I think yeah. the, those NFC potential playoff matchups. There looks like there's some real potential for odd results. Great, great weekend for wild it's, cards. It's weekend what, in, in it's NFC. Where you want to be is that first seed. Watching it all unfold. That's exactly where you want to be. Um and. If you yeah, have what a what a spot to be in. There's other the, the those six PM games, so the the Vikings Lions we've just kind of mentioned. Um the Lions, yeah, assuming they get that done, they lock up that third seed. Jets Patriots irrelevant. <laughs> Falcons Saints, who kept yeah, I mean probably irrelevant. Jags Titans is the other six PM game. I still think Pat, I still, Pat, I, still um, I still think the Saints I th- I think there's a very good chance the Saints make it. If they if they the, win, the at Bucks home... have got to lose to the Panthers. That's no, it, no. If they if they win at home to the Falcons and the Cardinals beat the um, Seahawks, they're the seventh seed. Uh, are they okay? Um, I think the Packers might need to lose but as the well. The Packers and the Rams would be. I've the got the Pack. Viking. Yeah, I've got the Packers losing to the Bears in the final week. I, I don't uh, see it happening. No. Oh, that's too. That feels like too many. Uh, too many variables. Could. It could. The Bears The Bears are looking more like a competent team, but I just think the Packers... It's that Packers-Bears dynamic that the, the Bears just... Uh-huh. doesn't matter how good they're playing right now, they come up against the Packers and just shit the bed. Can, can we... I think we need to get past the idea that two NFC South teams are in the playoffs. That's ludicrous. It's, yeah, it's a bit... <laughs> it's gross. Um, yeah, Pat, Jags, Jags, Titans, we've kind of covered a little bit. We've got, um, we've got Kevin Harlan... That's a yeah, nice, that's true, a nice change of pace. That'll um, take the edge off Vrabel masterclassing a horrible nine-six win and ruining not, my sort. It's not. Can I happening. say my favorite? My my favorite thing about this game is that it's not actually to do with this game. But my favorite thing about it is the fact that if the Titans win and then the other results go the way that they potentially might, with like the Ravens winning, then actually you're massively, from a Pat perspective, Lou, you're massively interested in what's happening in Las Vegas. Because although it doesn't seem relevant, if Vegas win that game, then the Jags still make it. But if the Broncos win, then it's Pittsburgh. What because the hell they, is going on here? Head-to-head but based on space on head-to-head and strength of schedule, <laughs> a game somewhere else that is nothing to do with that game or has any implications 
Um, either side can make the playoffs themselves. Either side can, can make the playoffs. Take someone else out of it. Can take someone else out. So if the if the Jags lose, the Ravens win, um, then they need the Raiders to win, and they will still make it. Oh, imagine having My, to be a Raiders I've, fan in the late window. How does I mean? It's it's bonkers that that kind on. of thing exists. I've gone cross-eyed. Who, Ed, <laughs> do you think? Do you think any listeners have come to us to help to simplify the playoff scenarios for them? <laughs> I hope not. You're welcome. <laughs> We are here just, to talk you through. When, make it when, make it easy. Just, just when, like when I noticed when I noticed that earlier on, I was like in the, the I think the New York Times has got like a a playoff predictor um, thing up on their website where it tells you the games that are relevant based on if you win or you lose. And um, when I when I was going through the Jags one and I put in what happens if they lose, and one of the games that was relevant was the Broncos <laughs> Raiders. I was like, why? And then, yes, it turns out that it's to do with strength of schedule or something. One of those tiebreakers would send um, would send Jacksonville home if the Broncos win. That's a game being played in Vegas as well. So some some gambler somewhere is going to be extremely delighted if things go that way. Hang on, Ravens, Titans, and Raiders wins and puts the Jags in the second seed. So seventh seed, regardless of what happens in in Indianapolis. That's just nuts. That can't none of that. I mean, the Jags aren't going to lose, breakers. so let's let's uh, let's get past but that. But it's, but, uh, but for Pat, there is at least that little glimmer that if something ridiculous happens, and let's buy. Well, he'll know. He'll know. From my from my perspective, from my perspective, what I really hope happens is that the Raiders win, the Titans win, the Bills are happy, and we all happily qualify, except for Adam. But at least he's won a game. <laughs> we, yeah. What? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> window, Adam. Uh, yeah, let's move on to that, please. <laughs> the the Seahawks Cardinals. You touched on the weirdness that might happen if the Cardinals win that. That it it's it's all so unlikely for the the Seahawks to make the playoffs, regardless. Um, the Packers Bears is is a bigger one. That there's there's that possibility. That's that's all the pressure on the Packers. They have to win that one. If they don't, then then, then you're looking at other weird scenarios that we've kind of just. Just I think, so, I think if they don't, can they, can the they get that done? Are the Packers are the Packers all right at home against the Bears? They should be right. It's down to their defense because this year their defense has really, really sucked, and a lot of them seem to hate their defensive coordinator. Um, and then it looks that all feels right like it'll be the, yeah, but that yes, but that's the Nick Mullins and yeah, an other led Vikings. You know, Fields has looked very good. This it feels like. They need to have a plan to contain fields, yeah. and we'll see I whether they can actually they, come up with that. I think there's something about the Bears at the minute. I, I would, I would put my money on them to win that game. Can you imagine how much the Bears are going to want to win that and knock the Packers out as well? Like they will be desperate to get a win there. Yeah. And if this ends up, if this does end up being Justin Fields' last game as a Bear, um, this is him shop window. Go and get myself a job <clears> somewhere else. Um, because there's with the Bears now having the number one seed, there's a lot of talk that they're after Caleb, and that right. would mean that Justin Fields is after is going to be looking for another a different employer. So go show what you can do. Okay, it's basically Here... the same scenario as last season for Green Bay, and they bottled it last season. So <laughs> let's see if they've improved. Yeah. All right, new ludicrous scenario that I've just come up with here. Uh, now, <laughs> if the Falcons beat the Saints and the Cardinals beat the Seahawks. The Packers can get in when they if they by losing. Uh, correct, yes, seventh seed. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, so that's that's surely something else that we're... one of these things, one of these ludicrous scenarios will end up happening. This is, this <laughs> is, is there a way? Are. Is there a way that they can get in? And the no, the Rams are definitely in now. There's no the Rams way. Are definitely the Rams are in. Yes, the Rams yeah. are in. Regardless okay. of our game with them. So yeah, more nine twenty-five games. <laughs> Chiefs Chargers is irrelevant. Broncos Raiders is irrelevant for them. But yeah. as you've just touched on, Mark, it might matter for other teams. Um, Rams Forty Nineers. I mean, the Rams might be juggling sixth or seventh seed, depending on other results. But other than that, it's a it's a it's an irrelevant game, really. It yeah. feels like a Rams will probably play their starters until they get an unassailable lead. We might play some starters in that one with the whole like trying not to be rusty thing. Um, but I can't imagine they'll play many series if they do. Uh, and be. I imagine it'll be a Rams win fairly comfortably. Nice little uh, pre. It's it's weird when you get two teams both already there playing each other yeah. like that and with very little to i think the rams can drop to the seventh wait they're I probably they can, they're probably the seventh yeah. seed anyway so no, i think they're between six and seven aren't they because green bay are likely to be seven but oh yeah but, if they can either way they're playing dallas or the lions and i actually think that the rams match up quite nicely with both those teams I think they'd feel fairly confident going against either of them. So I don't know that they care so much which yeah. one it is. Okay. So, yeah, I suppose there's that that relevance. But, yeah, as you say, what how much motivation that is, I'm not sure. Then we have the other two games at 925 are the two NFC East games. So can anything weird happen there? Um, I mean, neither, neither team, ultimately, the, the bottom line is... Neither team can miss the playoffs. It's just the division on the line. You kind of feel you, the Cowboys would be probably more motivated than the Eagles because they've it's in their hands. But who knows? It wouldn't shock me if there was a, a weird result out of those two, but surely not both. It would I shock would... me if it was Washington, the way they've played the last month. <laughs> I keep thinking, oh, they've got a sneaky chance in this one, and then they shit the bed and lose by 17. Well, stop no, worrying about playing... Keeping it close. Stop worrying about the Jags playing the Titans, Pat. See the same <laughs> for the same reasons. Yeah, but I've got 25 years of history of that kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's definitely an element of Ron Rivera's eyeing retirement more than he is eyeing the game plan for for that one, I think. Um, I, 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 the only thing that I care about there is I'd love to see the Lions jump both of them and get the two seed just, uh, just based on what happened last weekend. Yeah. It's interesting... Okay the way Rivera's going out compared to the way Belichick seems to be going out as vindictively as possible, trying to get the uh, <laughs> Patriots the worst draft picks. Oh, love it. Right, that is all the 925 games and we're left with Sunday night, which the aforementioned Bills, Dolphins, squeaky bum time for Salem. Yeah. Yeah, it's... not looking forward to it at all. It's going to be Maybe. horrendous. I mean, you might, you might be very chilled out. Well, it'd be, yeah, You, might, you I mean... might just sleep through it. It'd be very nice to for the Ravens to have got to, to have taken care of business, and we're at least in the playoffs. It would obviously be very nice to win the division, so you get a home game, um, and then it's likely that you've got the um, someone it's... like someone like the Jags coming to town, um, or the Colts coming to town, which I'd, I'd be more than happy with. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it won't be comfortable viewing at all unless mm. we unless we're already in. My fear is that. The Ravens rest their starters and find a way to lose to the Steelers. The the Titans shit the bed and we have to win. 
that won't be fun. It's nuts that you could be and you could be the two seed or you could be out. Oh. That is nuts. Yeah. It's also <laughs> slightly nuts that the Bills might be out and someone like the Colts is in. <laughs> yeah, there was that weird patch in the middle of the season that's just ruined everything for, for Buffalo. Yeah. That is just that is disgusting that that's yeah. a, that's possible. <laughs> yeah. Not quite as bad as the NFC South, but not far off the the south is rubbish what is wrong with you lot <sighs> whatever just generally we're not the worst south on the plus side that is true <laughs> better of the two really bad souths <laughs> yeah. yeah i think I mean, the bills are going to win so i don't think it's going to matter because oh, the so. dolphins are so injured they're just staggering towards the line and the bills have got the momentum although they didn't look that convincing this week but offensively it was really really bad like as as bad as as passing wise we had a lot of drops. The offensive line couldn't stop anybody, and Josh wasn't very accurate. It was, it wasn't great. There's a lot to mix up. I do think there's an element of it that teams have started. The defensive coordinators have started to adjust a bit now, based on what they'd seen from the first few games from Joe Brady um, as new Bills offensive coordinator. He now needs to adjust again to mix it up and make it more interesting. We need to find a way to get just Stephen go back Diggs to involved. just go back to Ken Dorsey. I was going to say, um, what is going on with Stephon Diggs? Because he was brilliant to start the season. He just seems to have vanished. He's, like he's getting what two, three catches a game. He's getting he's getting doubled a lot. He's he's dro- he's dropping more than he has previously, um, and a lot of the time he's just not getting open. He's yeah. he's he's getting some separation, but not great. He's also doing this really annoying thing sometimes when he's he's ca- he's making a catch a yard away from the first down marker and then an attempt to make it a massive play <laughs> he's taking three underneath. steps back to to like try and find an angle where he can make a run and then getting tackled so we're miles away that. he could just go and get the first down so he's doing things like that that's, a little bit that's like that's like henry playing on madden yeah <laughs> yeah he's he's yeah i don't I, I don't know it feels like there's a multitude of things then i i don't know if there's been a fall out with the the team he obviously had his issues at the start of the season but the first four or five games yeah the first four or five games he was 100 plus yards and a couple of touchdowns like seven eight nine catches every game yeah he looked unstoppable Um, unstoppable but this like towards the end we've been passing the ball and obviously we're going we've gone to the run game a lot more which i'm fine with but i do think we need to get stefan diggs more involved in the game Mark, you, you said you don't think the Bills look overly convincing. Looking at the everything, everyone outside of the Ravens in that playoff picture for the AFC, no one looks entirely convincing right now, except maybe the Browns, which feels very weird with Flacco there. Yeah, they're playing very well. I, I still think that the, the Browns have got a shit-the-bed game in them, where Flacco will just turn up and revert to last season's they, Flacco. He's a sleeper agent from the Ravens. As soon as yeah. they play the Ravens, he'll just dirt the just, ball just, 17 just times in a row. But I totally agree with you. I think that you know, I'm not particularly worried about, sorry, Pat, the Jags. I'm not particularly worried about the Colts. You shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> the Chiefs aren't playing very well, as is well documented. The, the Dolphins can't beat good teams. Um, we're not playing very well at all. Really, the AFC that, we, that everyone thought was amazing going into the season is actually pish. And there's more be- <laughs> there's more better teams in the NFC. There's I, I, more teams hitting form in the NFC. I'm not sure they're better. I don't. I think the NFL as a whole isn't as good as we thought. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was better in the nineties. That's a bit. Yeah, absolutely, it was better than nineties. Um, everything was better in the nineties, Richard. Literally, <laughs> that's everything. <true>. Yeah. <laughs> Especially fullbacks. 
Wait, Premier League full fullbacks or uh, NFL fullbacks? I, I, I think you I, know where he's going with this. Irish ones called Dennis. <laughs> I miss Tommy Bowe as well. Right. Uh, oh, different different form of Irish fullback. Right. Uh, where the hell are we? That's some that's some games. The Browns. Oh well, I'm going to talk about the Browns in a minute in a different way. Um, before we get into any other business, um, there was over a couple of memes about comeback player of the year. Now, previous years we've done a pod, pod where we do our MVP and offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, all this stuff um, for 99 yards. That hasn't happened this year, mostly because 99 yards have knocked it on the head. Um, but one thing we haven't been able to argue about is comeback player of the year. Now, there's been a meme which essentially pointed out that DeMar Hamlin died and this season he's not dead and compared to Flacco being shit and this season not so shit. There are others, there are other injured or shit players that have come and played better this year. Played for the Jets, to... which is arguably worse than dying. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I want to, yeah, I want to talk about this, this meme really, because is it really joking? Like, well, obviously it's joking, but Damar Hamlin basically is favourite for comeback player of the year because he died on the pitch. Um, and is that an achievement that should be re- rewarded in the nicest possible way? Now he's he's come back to do what? He's come back to suit up because he's not really played other than a few snaps here and there. So I, I don't I don't want to. Uh, be unkind about this but what's the point of this award genuine question so for for me i think this this for me isn't a how good your season is that season award this is a what you have come back from award so the you know the injury that um whose name completely so escapes me if you're so, decapitated you're more in line to win this award than if you just had a twisted knee Correct. So I don't think coming back from being shit isn't enough to justify you getting this award in comparison to someone who literally died. Yeah, it's that the distance me. between the the bottom end and the way you've got to. Correct. And 17 defensive snaps and 94 special team snaps is a long way from dead. Like, even if you were the MVP, you'd yeah. have to have had a pretty serious you... injury to have the yeah, same gap. Come on, he's the only zombie to have ever played in the NFL. How can you how can you compare dying to being shit for a bit? Like you can't you can't quantify <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. It's um so I yes, I Flacco has clearly had a much, much better season than Damar Hamlin, but if anyone other than Damar Hamlin wins this award, they might as well not bother doing this award ever again. So this, it feels, this is this is it what feels I'm guessing. Like at, the NFL, though. the NFL needs to set some guidelines for this because this is. Do they want this? They to be probably the most have. We haven't player award, or do they? No, because Geno Smith won it from being a bit shit to being decent again. Just because no one died in 2021 means <laughs> yeah. Geno Smith won that, won that award. Plenty of players got some pretty horrendous injuries and then came back and played well again. Um, it it just feels like one of those things where. It needs the NFL almost needs like a comeback. Comeback player should be player who was injured know. and then has come back and played at a good Sorry. level. It's Most not played improved. 
most improved player can then be the Genos and the the Flacos of the world. You know, little participation trophy for having been all right again, having been shit for ages. This this is this is the thing. Like I I just wanted to see like an interception or even even a highlight reel special tackle from Debar or some or something that we could all look at and see. Oh, he's back. But... He's made a, he's made a few decent tackles on special team. Uh, well, I haven't I haven't seen them, so they're probably not that good. I'm, be, I'm being I'm being I'm being flippant. They were but, very good, but I just kind of feel like <laughs> it's not really the spirit of this. I know. <laughs> I think that it's if you're talking about having to come back from something, even to play, if he suited up once, or if he was on the practice squad the entire time, he would still have won this award. No, not for me, Clive. Uh, I want to see more. I want to see more, Demar. Like all your all your achievement. Really, in fact, is, give, is the, not give being the award. <laughs> give the award to that Cincinnati hospital. Seriously, they deserve the award. They do. He do, he he doesn't deserve it. All he's done is just like, oh, he did. Have a... He did also. He was kind of like complicit in the not dying. He <laughs> he was also he was also there, <laughs> and for a period of time, not there, which is kind of the point. I mean, yeah, yeah, but to be fair, he only died in one season. Flacco's been shit for ages. (laughs) That's a very fair point. (laughs) So what you're saying is he'd have a better chance if he died for the last two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if if he died several seasons in a row, then a string of multiple deaths, multiple deaths, and then mediocrity would that'd be fine with me. He could have the award, and just one death and mediocrity. Give it to Joe Flacco. Yeah, just a. Sort of observation, really, of like what is the what is the whole thing about? And I'm just, uh... <laughs> I have one observation on a lighter note, um, which I forgot to mention there's, earlier. There's a lighter note, <laughs> which is the uh, Buck Saints game. Did you see the Trey Palmer fumble after the 54 yard completion? Grabs it at full extension, does the whole cartoon like arms and legs flailing everywhere as he tries to get his balance hits the deck face first and coughs up the football to oh, the, uh, so to the defense. It was so <laughs> comical. I felt really bad for him, but it was fucking hilarious. I the do. Was... can't cause a fumble unless there hasn't been a tackle yet. Yeah, I do enjoy well, he that. stood up and went, I was down, I was down by contact. And this ain't college. look at him going, no, you weren't. <laughs> uh, I, lo- I love that technicality. And it's, it's correct that it's a technicality, by the way. Yeah, it absolutely be, should be. To be fair, if you're going to make a football move before you fumble, it might as well be that one. <laughs> Still better than right. and Crowders from last week. Are we are we in the realms of any other business? I I hope so. Um, we can't we can't cover any more than we have. <laughs> I mean, we could we could do a three hour pod or several podcasts in a week, but we're not around the NFL. We're uh, the long snapper podcast. So any other business? Rich kicks off. Uh, pints of wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why would anyone me, want Rich. a bottle that is a pint of wine? This seems like the most ridiculous, out of touch thing to decide to do when you're a failing government. You know, there's no, literally on, wine producers and importers going, This will never happen because who's going to change their production over to make pints of wine in a bottle available on the supermarket wait, shelves? Wait a second. Now, this, this, this to me is stouts on tap in your local Weatherspoons. Um, <laughs> 
have a, a pint a pint of red, please, mate. Yeah, there you go. It's, be a pint of it's, not, it's not even getting a pint of wine in the suit in, in the in the pub. It's going into the supermarket and being able to buy a bottle that's a pint of wine. I'm perfectly happy with 750 mils of wine. That's yeah. that's a good amount. Yes. Let's have more magnums or mag mag magna. Magnoi? Mag Magnoi. Magnoi, surely. Magnums, plural. Pat, Pat, help us out here. I feel like you should be the authority on this. What's the plural of magnum? I think it's magnum PI, isn't it? Magnum's PI. Good answer. Sorry, Rich. Um, Very valid, um, valid. No, I just think it's ridiculous and I thought it'd be fun to poke fun at it. Yeah, I mean, we we don't need to be making our bottles of alcohol smaller, do we, in this world? If, if any of our listeners ever see a bottle of a pint of wine, please take a picture and tweet it at us. I, I hope it's like the shape of an old-fashioned milk bottle that you used to get delivered. <laughs> with a foil cap. Yeah, yeah. You just push the foil cap in it. <laughs> or, or even better, poke a straw through it. Poke a straw through it, yeah. <laughs> Imagine all the drunk blutes at my mum and dad's house. <laughs> <sighs> Amazing. Oh, good. Uh, right, I I would like to talk briefly about a little little. He's not little at all. A chat, a young chap called Luke Littler, um, who is I think currently playing at time of recording in the World Darts Championship semi-finals. I don't know how he's getting on. Would you like to know? Yes, tell he me. Has, he has won. He is in the final. Already won. Excellent. Right, good for him. Um. I'm not. He's not 16. Have you seen him? (laughs) (laughs) There's a man man, who's getting served in a pub. That man has been getting served in the pub for 30 years. (laughs) He's been drinking pints of wine. He's been drinking pints of wine down his local (laughs) Weatherspoons. How how he is 16, I do not know. Um, There's there's having a misspent youth, and there's there's what he is. And hats off to him. There's been some really really weird media narrative around this, but. Bring it on. I hope he wins the thing. I absolutely yeah. love it. And he is he is proper having a time of his life with it. And why wouldn't you? 100%. Just seeing, seeing this coverage, like, like, oh, we should tone it down. He should show more respect. Bollocks. He's 16 years old. He stands to win <laughs> half a million pounds in the World Darts final. Bring it on. I was saying, to him. So he was, I'll go next because Luke Littler was also my one, uh, my any other business. And um. It, I, I think it's I, I think it's absolutely brilliant that he is doing what he's doing, doesn't care, by far playing the best darts in the tournament. And to begin with, it was kind of like this ball rolling, and you think, oh look, isn't this isn't this funny? He's like got through the first couple of rounds as a sixteen year old. Now he's absolutely the favourite for me. I think he's playing brilliantly well, and I think it's so impressive to show if he is sixteen. I'll throw that out there based on... I'd like to see some photographic ideas. 100%, yeah. I, I need to see a birth certificate because I suspect he's a bit like Taribo West. But um... <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not used to having these conversations outside of uh, Kenyan marathon rumours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if, if he is 16, for someone that age to be able to show the level of talent and composure that he has is is ridiculous. And it's arguably the best sporting performance by someone of that age that there's ever been what's i mean what what's he going to do now in the pub so he's going to sneak in there hoping he's not recognized 
having yeah. been, having been served for years in the pub up to, that, <laughs> up, up to this point. And now, they're all going to be like, going... I was serving you for three years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's had that stubble since he was, what, four years old, surely? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> but the math suggests so. Uh, it's 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 staggering staggering yeah well i think that my son is is four years away from being the same age and could, has he got a beard like that yet and he does he doesn't look anything like I mean, fuck me he must have he must have gone through puberty early what's your son got to do in the next four years to get to that that's a lot of work yeah yeah a lot <laughs> i mean your darts fan no yeah <laughs> no um, but He's my god, then. yeah, like basically, that's what he, he needs to take up, Paul. <laughs> like but, the rest of us, uh, yeah. I, th- I suspect he's spending his youth correctly rather than misspending it. Well, um, he says that, but who's laughing most when Luke Littler wins and gets the money and the contracts and everything that he's going to get? So you know, maybe this, surely, maybe this surely... is an advert for sacking off school and getting to the pub early teenage <laughs> years. <laughs> I'm now trying to think think of comparable sporting achievements at that age. There's I probably mean, it's, te- it, tennis, maybe, and like yeah, there's probably a few, but there's nothing that was like 16 for a tennis player is still very very young. There's a few footballers like Pele was around at that age. Wayne Rooney kind of burst onto the scene a little bit around about that age, but that's their team sport, so it's a bit different. Um, and they had they had decent teams around them. This is him on a stage by himself, no help. TV cameras on him, all the all the pressure that comes with it in a world championships, and he's doing it every single game. It's it's incredible. How about Nadia Comaneci, three gold medals, age fifteen. Thanks, That's Pat. Keeping it real. Keep it real, Pat. <laughs> was she was she Russian? Romanian. I love it. Yeah, she, was, checking... she wasn't getting served in pubs back then. I imagine. Thank you, Just... Court of Arbitration for Sport. Just checking to see how many of the uh, World Darts sponsors he can actually buy things from. Very, very almost none. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but but how many of them has he been buying things from? All of them. (laughs) Yeah, not even allowed to use the power tools that come with the uh, the main sponsor. Sorry, mate. You know, can't have those overproduces for hangover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, Pat. Pat, you uh, you are here to finish the show. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, I went to visit. Well, not quite my cousin. My partner's no nephew, not cousin. Her brother's son, anyway. Um, and that this, basically, as, inta- as last week proved, family trees are difficult. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated. This this basically involves me being a climbing frame for like four hours while they sit around in a different room drinking coffee. It turns out I'm the fun uncle, not an uncle, but whatever. Funkle. Um, but during the course of this, I arrived at that house with a sore back, and I learnt that by playing the part of a mountainside that he could walk up to get onto his bed. My back feels better, so but chiropractic. <laughs> so you got free chiropractic. What you want is a nearly four-year-old using you as a mountainside. That will sort your back out. <laughs> you want an osteopath, not a. Hang on, that's that. No, we had that chat off air. Ignore that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, screw you, medical sides and facts and theory. Um, just let just. Just be a be a mountainside. 
Uh, right, are we done? Think so. Surely. Good, good. Um, I hope we've made week eighteen understandable for you. We definitely didn't do that, but <laughs> I enjoyed myself. Hope you did. Uh, we will be back next week when we'll have just some few some other games to talk about. We don't know what they're going to be yet, but we'll have fun finding out. Enjoy. We'll catch you soon. that I managed to prep about half of my one sentence previews and reviews and opened the notes up to, and just went, oh shit. <laughs>